Hello and welcome back. Thank you for choosing to listen to the How to Life podcast today. I'm Dr. Laura Jaggett, and this is episode 65. I have a good show for you today. If you have a small business, if you are a freelancer or a solopreneur, that is fantastic because being your own boss is the best. You want to help others and provide great service and make good money and set your own hours. It's the dream, right? But the thought of setting it up legally is usually not at the top of the priority list, especially in the beginning. If you have a little capital or no capital, spending money on a lawyer when not much is coming in is really easy to put off and worry about later. It's also scary and confusing. But what if I told you there's a way to put a legal structure in place for your business from the beginning that is easy and inexpensive? Wesley Henderson is my guest today, and he is a business lawyer who has created Drafted Legal, which caters to small business startups. Everything is drafted for you so that you can be sure your business is legal from day one. They provide customizable legal templates that are drafted by a licensed attorney at prices that fit your startup budget. They have bundles for niche industries, and they're legal in all 50 states. If you're nervous about the whole legal thing, you're really going to be put at ease after listening to Wesley speak. Here is one more resource for you that truly takes the fear out of adulting. Hi, Wesley. Thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This is the How to Life podcast. And before we start, I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Hi. Uh, my name is Wesley Henderson. I'm a full-time business attorney. I run a law practice in Charleston, South Carolina. And it's my brother and I, we run a practice with four lawyers. And so we started that uh, almost seven years ago. I worked at a big law firm for a couple of years, kind of had the job that I thought you're supposed to get as a lawyer. And I told my now wife like two weeks in that I can't do this. It just wasn't for me. And so it, it kind of set me on this like entrepreneurial path that I've, you know, I got to do with my brother. And then it's, it's made us uh, appreciate what it's like to be an entrepreneur and to kind of have the courage to go out and do things on your own. I like this niche that you guys kind of have focused in on because a lot of people in this generation are going more towards entrepreneurship. They're not really going out and getting the corporate jobs. So you have created Drafted Legal which helps small business entrepreneurs, freelancers set up their businesses properly. Yes, exactly. So this company kind of developed naturally. You know, I, I'm a full-time lawyer, you know, handle lawsuits and general counsel for companies. And that's sort of uh, most of my day job. And this is the other part of my day job that we just kind of fell in love with working with entrepreneurs. And so early on, we started, we, you know, I would go do workshops and teach people how to set up their business about contracts and LLCs. And to my amazement, 20, 25 people would come to each one. And I'd sit there for hours afterwards, talking to them and showing them how to do it. And some of this thing you can sort of do online and sort of not, you know, it's hard to hire a lawyer for it. You know, it's usually a more capitalized business because the, the price isn't always right. And so we slowly kind of developed these little cheat sheets and checklists and just kind of had an efficient way to teach people how to do it on their own. 
you know, it worked for people. So we slowly turned it into the business that it is now, which is now it, it serves nationwide and it's, it's designed to kind of tell people what they do need. It's designed to, to hold their hand a little bit more. You know, the big thing we always hear is how do I know if I'm doing it right? And so we try to answer that for them. Well, that's very good because a lot of people who are starting out in business, they do not have a lot of capital to afford to run their business, let alone legal advice. But if you can set it up early, properly, that's best. And you've made it affordable and easy. Let's talk about why it's important to have legal forms in place in the first place. Yeah, such a good question. Um, First part of it is almost more business than it is legal. It's you know, a clarity thing. So, you know, when we're counseling our clients, I'm always trying to encourage them to be really straightforward, getting a clear, fair deal. I encourage people to get the contract round, just be really clear on what we're agreeing to. It's, you know, you agree to give me this, I agree to give you that. Are we clear on this? Yes. The problem usually develops is, you know, we, there's an email, there's some marketing materials, there's a text message and a phone call. And so when we end up with disputes here, I bet it's 80 or 90% of the time, both parties would pass lie detectors, the different things were agreed to. You establish a good relationship with your client when you put it on paper, because you have that moment of clarity, that sort of magic moment where it's like, so this is exactly what we're doing. And then you can follow and say, well, what about this? Who does this? And you're just trying to get what they call legal, quote, meeting of the minds. And it helps encourage you to do that tend to prevent problems because you've already addressed it. And then you build yourself in recourse. You know, we think it has a lot of positive effects and mostly it's kind of peace of mind and it prevents a lot of things you never have to see. And you're talking about contracts between a freelancer and a client. You want both parties to know exactly what can be expected and in what time frame. Totally. And like who owns what? If I'm writing copy for somebody, well, who owns that? If I'm making a logo or I'm doing a website, right. when does it transfer? Yeah. In the beginning, you don't realize these things could possibly happen. It's only from them happening to you yeah. that you realize, oh, I should have had something in place to sort of clarify that. And that's what this show is about. It's trying to help you learn earlier than we did. We learned the hard way. Yeah, they call it experiential wisdom. I can always tell when someone calls our law firm, you know, when they've already been through the kind of taking the licks, so to speak. So this is why you created Drafted Legal, to help people get it all set up properly. Yeah, totally. It's just an area where people are a little uncomfortable. And even I'd say well, most of the time, you know, I wouldn't waste your money early on on a, paying $5,000 to a lawyer. But, you know, a lot of what we try to do is cover the gap of, of education yeah, it all stems from trying to help entrepreneurs have that peace of mind, have that confidence, have that professionalism, kind of shorten that learning curve for them. I think a lot of people think that, well, big companies obviously have lawyers because there's potential lawsuits and, and big money involved. But why did you choose small business to help out in this area? So we're trying to solve this area between being able to hire a lawyer and, and taking your business seriously. And we want to empower those people to be able to go do it and protect it and not look back and say, I wish I had. It gets them in a good place so that when they are making money, they can just keep improving on it. And you're not looking back and say, oh, what have I done or not done? There are these generic large template companies that have these forms and yours are different. How so? Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. 
So when we would first started, we would do these sort of cheat sheets and, you know, his emails like, here, this is what you need to do. And it would include using these inexpensive, it was the least expensive place to go. You know, we end up seeing kind of the negative end of it because they're one size fits all. They'll say a name on the top, but they really are not geared towards that business in any like meaningful way. So they're just much more generic. So we started taking areas that we had served a client and turning them into templates and over time keep adding to it. So ours are geared towards the industry. It's not just service agreement. You know, it is for a business coach or it is for, you know, a pet walker or it is for a SEO consultant, you know, and if you find your industry, we've got it tailored towards that industry. I see. The larger template companies, they don't consider that. They just make generic wording that kind of encompasses all businesses and there are things that can be missed. Yeah. Yes. What are some areas of a business that should be protected legally? Did I ask that question properly? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I think so. So it's like, what what should we be thinking about if we're starting day one? What what can we be doing? The first I would say is you want to set up an LLC. We try to simplify things. You can certainly muck this up and there's a lot of conversation about it. But if you're starting a business day one, just get in an LLC. If someone talks you into something else later, that's fine. But go get in an LLC, get in an entity. These things are, they're amazing, really. If you do it correctly, what that means is you get to choose how much of your life to risk. You know, you're not risking your personal assets. So you get to say, here, I'm putting $5,000 into risk. Uh, obviously, the bigger it grows, it's there's a bigger pot that's being risked, but it separates that totally. So I don't want to make any assumptions here because everybody hears the term LLC and that's the entity that you want to create for a small business. But I don't think a lot of people know what that is. What does sole prop mean versus LLC? Let's start sole with Sole proprietor, um, it means danger and stay away. What it means is there's there's no difference between you and the business you created. If someone sues the business, they sue you. If, if the business harms someone, they sue you. If the business owes somebody money, they sue you. It requires no filings. You just do it. And then you tell your accountant at the end of the year, here's how much money I have. What I would encourage and, and who we're trying to serve are people who are taking it more seriously than that. It is not a terribly expensive endeavor. And it gives you amazing protection. So when things get wrong, the LLC is the thing. So it gets sued or closed down or whatever, dissolved, and you just move on with your life. And if someone's angry with you, they go after the entity. They don't go after you. Your whatever yeah. you have is separate from whatever the business has. Totally. Does that's, that mean you're going to file separate tax return for the LLC in addition to yourself? That's a good question. Not always kind of accountant world, but LLCs are usually naturally taxed as like pass-through partnerships. So they just come on to your to your tax return. So there's ways where it doesn't complicate your life, but I mean there are costs and there's still the business needs to work with an accountant. We could do a whole different show on entities. So I don't want to get too far off on a tangent on this, but you do help small businesses, entrepreneurs, freelancers set up an LLC. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, we've got an LLC filing you know, software on our website and it'll file in all 50 states. You just pay the filing fee and a little extra fee. And then also in there, you get an operating agreement, which ah, if, good. if you're I a single member, 
it's not as important because you're you get to make all the rules and so it doesn't matter as much but you still want to fill it out because you know to get that liability protection and we teach some of the stuff in our like videos but to get some of that liability protection you do need to look like a business and act like a business so it helps to have the operating agreement signed. It says 100 owner wesley henderson now even more important is if you have a co-owner there's some important things you want to talk about like if someone wants to leave when do we pay money out what happens uh you know does the company own you know all the intellectual property just some things you want to decide ahead of time. So we have those kind of listed on there. It's not that you'll necessarily break up or get mad at your business owner, but life happens. Like, you know, someone can get sick or their kid gets sick or their spouse gets a dream job and they move or whatever. So you just want to have a protocol in place. Typically, we just kind of agree to these things. And then if you don't, you've got a protocol. So this is like a contract, except it's a contract for partners. Okay. So it's just the language that clearly defines, here's my role. Here's your role. Here's how we're splitting the money. These are the rules that we're all- Yeah. A big one is like, if you and I are going into business, are we 50-50 or, you know, somebody may have started earlier. And um, I've had people come to me with four owners putting varying amounts in and they had never had a conversation about who owned what percentage. Uh, with an LLC, it's like a hundred percent pie, you know, a corporation, which we're not going to talk about today, but that's where you hear like shares and shareholders on. We're talking about a hundred percent. So you just, you know, 50, 50, 70, 30, that sort of thing. So even if it's just you, you want to set this up, you want to put this in place anyway as well, correct? Yes. And why, so. who is that for? If it's just you, who's this operating agreement for then? Yeah, it's a good question. That's why we don't, um, we don't spend a lot of time customizing a single member LLC. It's just following through with the formality. So if something happens later, you don't want to have set up an LLC and then you use like no separate bank account and you never have an operating agreement. You need to treat it like a business. So it helps show like, hey, look, here's our separate bank account. Here's our operating agreement shows I'm the only owner. Here's our income and expenses. And it shows like, hey, this is a real business. What are some other docs that are needed for these areas and why are they important? Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on the business a little bit. So, you know, take a fitness business, you need some sort of physical waiver or disclaimer. You know, most of them need a agreement with the client. And then if you have a website, it, it brings in a whole other set of documents. Uh, so you need a terms of use and you need a privacy policy. And I think one, I'll tell you one story that'll convince most people why. So there's a, a dating company out of Texas that put on their privacy policy, like, Hey, we'll never sell your information, you know, blah, 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 which, you know, most everyone I work with are now like, they're not trying to scam information. So perfectly good natured thing. Like, Hey, we're not going to collect it and sell it to some third party. Well, the way they had it written was they can't sell it ever, even if they were purchased or acquired. So they ended up uh, being offered to be purchased for uh, multi-millions of dollars. And it was blocked by the attorney general because it said, you promised you wouldn't sell their information. So it was a totally like not unintended and ours excludes that. We're not selling to spammers. We're not selling to third parties, but if we're acquired a 50% or more, then it, you know, it is an asset and we'll transfer. So it was going to another dating website 
And uh, unfortunately, they just ended up, I think, going into bankruptcy and, and just failing. The- Terms of use, privacy policies, those are things that most people don't think about. But you have these template bundles for different industries. And are That's those- right. But a lot of these agreements are your, your marketing is, is what you do for people. It's really important also to tell them what you don't do. And that's why you're just trying to make it very clear to everyone. Just very, it's, it's a transparent sort of thing. Like, this is, this is what I can do for you. This is where my limitations are. It's okay to own those limitations. And it's really important legally to own those limitations. You don't want a situation where somebody says, well, had I known that? So it's, uh, it's really important just to be clear. So there's specific wording on your templates for specific industries. Yes, yes. Which for sure. these generic large template companies, they don't have that specific wording because they're not thinking about individual niches. They're just kind of across the board. Yeah, for the most part, you know, I'd hate to paint them all in a in a bad brush, but we've seen a lot of uh, problems come our way because of them. And it's part of that genericness. The other part of it that we see is that the people who buy them don't know anything that's said in them, so they don't touch them or mess with them. And it was one of the things we tried to attack when we were drafting them is is make them very understandable so that people can read them. And then also we teach in our video, you know, we have instruction videos that go with with the agreements to kind of simplify it. And it says, this one I want you to to read and explains in layman's term. And then it basically says after number, you know, six, don't touch these. These are just legal (laughs) recourse things that you probably shouldn't mess with. But the terms and the price and the deliverables and that sort of thing. And so we're trying to empower people to take ownership, just like you would on an email. You'd say, here's the deal. So we want them to have that same comfort as they would in an email in this document. And so you have it all in one place. Yeah, we appreciate that. We appreciate the, the ease of understanding the language. So you can buy these templates in bundles and you can also purchase them a la carte. Yes, that's right. We um, So we've got a list of just individual templates if you do want the one off. It all started on this bundle thing. And then some people, you know, people want the individual templates. I like the bundle thing because you don't have to guess, do I need a website? Do I need a disclaimer? Do I need, we decided, you know, it's like a prepackaged legal plan. So that's how the whole thing started. And then people you know, would request one. So we'd make them available, of course. I like that. It, it sounds very easy and non-threatening. The legal thing is very uncomfortable and threatening for a lot of people because they don't understand it. And also the way that most legal docs are written, all legal docs are written. Yeah, they're horrible. Very intimidating. <laughs> it's like, we don't even want to read it. It's like, I, I don't even want to take the time to decipher this. I'm just going to sign it. So I like the way you've set everything up. You also have a course that you offer. Talk about that. Yeah, th- this course has been, it, it all started with those kind of seminars we were doing seven, eight years ago. And so we've done that a few times. I enjoy doing it because it's, you know, it's fun because it is an area that's so much simpler than people realize. And there's a lot of little stuff. So to me, it's teaching people how to control these things that we can control. And in business, things don't go right all the time. You got to be built to survive it all. And so all these things that we can set up that we can control, you know, I try to help people do that. A good example are the name. So like, right out of the gate on this course, it teaches you how to go search whether your name's available. That does not mean searching on a domain name or your secretary of state. It's searching the USPTO, which is who holds federal trademarks. So 
you know, we teach them like there's two things you need to do with the name. One, make sure no one, you know, you're not infringing on someone else. And then later on, make sure that that you protect it. So you don't want to get a cease and desist four years after running your business. And that's when it happens because it takes a long time for anybody to know who you are. And then boom, they do. And then you get a, a letter from Austin, Texas that says, you got to stop using that name. You know, those things are survivable. Don't get me wrong. But so I think trying to just give people a base you know, what's a business license? Do I need a business license? Do I get one for my home? You know, do I do it in every city I work in, every state? I work, you know. What's the name of your course and how long is it to go through it? It's just Business Law 101. We kind of sell it with this whole package we call Startup Legally. And so it does an LLC and your contracts and then this informational part. And it's like six or seven different modules with three to five, five to 10 minute videos. You know, if we're talking about a DBA, it's two minutes. If we're talking about a, an LLC, it's going to be 10 minutes. Oh, it's, it's not three years of law school, though, so that's good. No, it's not. <laughs> well, how do we find you, Wesley? Well, um, I'm more on my website than I am on social media. So, you know, on our website or via email. So our website is draftedlegal.com. Uh, we do have some social media with an Instagram and uh, Facebook and, and those sort of things. So we put out little bits of information, but primarily I try to work, uh, you know, reach people like a little bit more on email and things like that. So we're always available. There's an email on our website. Uh, obviously follow along on, you know, for little nuggets of information. We, we know it's legal stuff, so we don't, we don't pepper it a bunch. We, you know, we do it slowly, just a little tip kind of here and there, uh, easy things that people can learn and just start building that base of information that I think will serve people a long time. And we're are happy to help answer any questions that anyone has and, and that sort of stuff. So, Well, Wesley, thank you very much for sharing some of this information. It's very important to set yourself up legally. A lot of people don't do it because they're intimidated. You made it very easy and very understandable. Thanks for your time. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. You're a wonderful host and uh, anything I can do to help explain some of this stuff farther, I'd uh, be happy to help. Do you have a small business that is not legally protected? I hope you found this talk informative and easy. Everything is less scary when it's made easy for you by people who really want to help you thrive. Go to draftedlegal.com and check out all the forms and info they have there. Sign up for their newsletter and you will get free business and legal tips and information. And here's another way to make it really easy for you to protect your business. If you'd like to purchase a customizable legal template or bundle, Wesley has graciously offered a promotion code for you, the listeners of the How to Life podcast. Just type in How to Life, lowercase, all one word in the promo code section and you will get 30% off. At least go and take a look. I have started businesses without a legal structure in place at first, and I'm here to tell you it gets stressful the further into business you go. So I urge you to set it up now. This is such a great resource, and it's a great deal. I will have all the links and the promo code in the show notes at howtolife.com slash 065. If you are interested in freelancing or solopreneurship, listen to these other interviews I have done. Episode 27 is called Freelancing Freedom. Jay Klaus, who is the founder of Freelancing School, talks about the joy of being your own boss. 
He also has courses on how to set up your freelancing business. In episode 53, Jess Lindgren talks about how she set up her executive assistant business, as well as the importance of having legal contracts in place. You can find all the podcast episodes on your podcast player, or you can listen to them directly from my website, howtolife.com. The momenars that are featured on my YouTube channel, How to Life, can also be found on the website. So there are several ways to find my content. As always, thank you for spending some of your time listening to my show. I appreciate your support and your time. Your time is valuable, and the fact that you tune in to learn some important life skills and information is greatly appreciated. If you haven't already, I would love it if you would hit that five-star rating button on your Apple podcast player, and please subscribe. I have another awesome show planned for you next week. So until then, take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be excited about it because you're doing great and great things are in store for you. You got this.